0: Hey guys, Dean with the Two-Party Podcast. I just wanted to share uh, one of the platforms we use uh, for our podcast. Uh, It's called Anchor. Uh, It is a free platform. They have creation tools that allow you to record, edit uh, your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Um, Anchor will distribute your podcast on all the major platforms, Spotify, Apple, uh, most most, all the platforms that you want to reach, you can can reach through Anchor. So I encourage you guys to go check it out. Um, Again, it's free and it's called Anchor. Have a great day. One. Hey guys, this is Dean with the Two Party Podcast. I'm on here with Tony Lloyd. Um, he's he's just got uh, he's an author, he's a business entrepreneur, um, a, a coach, business coach, and a podcast host like myself. Um, of course, he's done many more than I have, so so I'd like to give him a little respect on that note. Um, so he's joining us today to give us just, uh, I guess, some life advice, life skills, um, and just things to, to kind of help us in, in, in our daily lives, maybe in our business world and, and the lives we deal with if we're business owners. So I want to hand it over to Tony Lloyd so he can introduce himself, tell us a little bit about himself. Go ahead, Tony.
1: Uh, Well, Dean, first of all, thanks for having me here. I really appreciate it. Um, So as you said, I am an author, speaker, and coach. So best-selling author, TEDx speaker, business coach, and a podcaster. Uh, And I'm crazy enough that I have been running three podcasts at the same time,
0: which (laughs) you you, you know that's a lot of juggling. (laughs) Yeah,
1: it's a lot of juggling. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, now I'm narrowing it down to two. We had one that was only up for a period of time and is coming to a close. And so I'll have uh, these two podcasts I'm running. Uh, but I talk about social entrepreneurship. So that's making a dollar, but also making a difference uh, on one of them. It's called Social Entrepreneur. And the other one is called Thrive, Connect, Contribute. And it's really about resilience in the face of adversity. And, and given the state of the world today and you know all the things that are happening i think resilience is important for all of us
0: mm-hmm. for sure for sure we've got we're, we're in such a crazy emotional you know uh like you discussed earlier before we started the show um uh, just an emotional climate that we're in right now i mean our world I, I i say our world but really it's like for us it's us immediate it's our nation that, that yeah. we're seeing in the media so all of us are just tied into this big emotional um you know stressful at times um divisive at times um but it's just so strange that that we when you unplug from things what i find is when i unplug from things and i step back i can really just enjoy my life i can i can make memories with my kid i can have fun with my wife i can Uh, it's when you really engage in the emotional craziness of our world and our nation right now, that, that you kind of get self, you just kind of get absorbed into it. (laughs) Even if you don't want to, you just kind of sometimes get sucked into those things. Yeah, absolutely. You know, what I'm,
1: what I'm finding is just like you, I love that you brought that up that sometimes, like if I'm standing there at the, at the back window of my house and I live in Minnesota. And so Mm -hmm. the back of our house looks out across a nature reserve area, uh, and there's woods and a wetland area and all that kind of behind us. If I'm standing at the window and I'm standing there sort of doom scrolling through Twitter or whatever, that, you know. That's a, that's a
0: prime way to call it doom scrolling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: And if I'm standing there doing that, I'm I'm feeling emotionally charged. And then I if I look up out of the window and here's a big buck chasing a couple of does across my backyard,
0: it's like all of a sudden none of that so stuff really peaceful. mattered, right? Yeah. So <laughs> peaceful. Yeah. <laughs> And, and I, you know, I encourage a lot of people we do on a show. We talk a lot about self-help and we we talk about helping others. It's it's really something more that I've devoted my life to is kind of really helping others. And, and for me, that's been my latest thing is uh, we've heard it for years, but now I'm more than ever promoting unplug, you know, disconnect, start stepping away and doing things you used to do that you used to enjoy and forget about the things that are absorbing you into the stressful world we're in.
1: Right. Right after they finish listening to this podcast. There you go. Right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we got, we're got to make sure we get that.
1: Yeah. So, you know, here's, here's what I'm finding, Dean, is I'm finding people who are, you know, like we can, if we take that emotion and we turn all of that internally it, it almost becomes a neurosis. It becomes this sort of sickness within our body that mm-hmm. we're just, you know, oh, we're just absorbing all the stuff in the news and all the political stuff and all the world economic stuff. And, you know, if you think about it, like, there's COVID-19, there's social injustice, there's political unrest, there's economic downturn, there's environmental collapse. It's like everything is blown up right yeah. now. It's like know?
0: what's going right in the world? Yeah,
1: exactly. Um, and, and what's happening is is it's disrupting our world, right? So mm-hmm our health and safety our employment our housing our social connections our recreation our education
0: our transportation they all directly affect us
1: yeah absolutely all of that stuff and so if we if we sit around and stew on that stuff if we sit around and sort of let that stuff bake inside we turn that emotional inward emotion inward mm-hmm. that's not really healthy for us so no. so so the people that i'm finding that are really being successful right now is they take that emotion and they turn it into action that makes an impact,
0: yeah.
1: And and so you know we could talk about that a little bit if you want about about for how sure, people for sure. do that. It's
0: it's you know I when you mention this I I think of you know we always were told or at least I was I, I've been through counseling in my life I've been through a lot of pretty traumatic things in my life but but I was always you know I always remember back where you know I always had a counselor that was like well you need to write things down in journal. Or I had a counselor that we we used to have like kind of like what you have with these these smash places these businesses where you go in and smash stuff like I used to have a counselor that would be like you punch the punching bag you know and yeah but it was a yeah. way to get our emotions out right and and I think like you just mentioned like sometimes you you get those things and you absorb them you get them inside of you and they, they fester and they bake and they, they're just there sometimes you need a release and you got to get these things out and I think yeah. there's healthy ways to do that
1: yeah yeah you know it, it is interesting because it's all energy. You know, years ago, I did, uh, I did improv and stand up and I traveled around the West Coast and uh, we would raise funds for uh, the local food bank. So we called ourselves the Loose Change Comedy Troupe, right? So we travel <laughs> up and down the West Coast and do that stuff. Um, and, and, and one of the things they taught me about how to do stand up and improv and all that is it's all energy, Everything mm-hmm. is energy, you know? And so if you're standing up on the stage and you're doing a set of, uh, you know, comedy and a server comes by and just drops a giant tray full of glasses and everything yeah. right in front of the stage and glass goes flying everywhere, you know, you could try to ignore that and plow forward, right. but, but or you can not use do it.
0: that energy.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That, you know, you get, oh, that's okay. Just put my lunch anywhere. That's fine. Right. right? And so, you know, and and all of a sudden you take that energy and you redeem it. And I think that's, you know, service is the number one way that I can think of being Mm -hmm. of service to others is the number one way I can think of to take that energy that you're absorbing and direct it in a healthy direction, you know, that, you know, otherwise it's internalizing the trauma and you're feeling powerless and hopeless and anxious and depressed and overwhelmed and cynical, or you can focus on others. And, and when you focus on others, you have hope, right? And it lifts you up and, and it energizes you to make a difference. So you can use that energy. You can turn those, those, you can turn those emotions into action that creates an impact. Um, and, and I could talk a little bit about how I'm thinking about that or how I'm hearing other people do that, if you'd like.
0: Yeah, for sure. I, I'd love, I want to hear all of it. And and I know, you know, I think we initially set this up as kind of a shorter uh, take, but but I have all the time in the world, Tony. Yeah. Um, I've got a pretty free morning, but, but I do, I, I'm really interested in this because again, this really hits home with me because I am, I really do push a lot of uh, I, I, I do a lot of uh, lives on my social media and I tell people, you know, we need to find ways to help others, whether it's put, put, putting a smile on their face by giving a compliment, holding the door, yeah. uh, buy the meal uh, in, for the car behind you in the drive through. I, I talk about these things and, and I do them and, and I've yeah. I've made it a habit in my life and my wife does the same thing. She's kind of been more encouraging to me to do that. And so it's kind of become second nature that I just kind of do it. You know, everywhere yeah. I go, I see somebody that needs something, or you know, I'll see see a guy sitting on the curb at the store and I'll just, hey man, you need something, I'll buy you a drink, whatever. Um, and, and so yeah, I am so interested in this because what you're what you're talking about is is something that I I thrive in doing, I try to do. But at the same time, I think the audience, I have I have a pretty good audience that that likes the same thing, and, and a lot of them don't know how to take action with it. Yeah. Yeah. And I like that's it- where you you tie this all in. Yeah, one of the first things I'd say is
1: start with yourself. Just, mm-hmm. you know, first of all, be a service to yourself, right? Because yep. we all need a little bit of self-service right now, a little bit of, you know, hey, let's let's take care of ourselves because you can't pour from an empty vessel, right? Correct. So so being of service from yourself and, and then also starting with you, it's about what are your unique strengths that you're bringing to the table, right? You, you figured out, hey, I have this ability to tell stories and to make podcasts. And so you're using that particular skill set to be of service to the world. So think about, you know, if you made an inventory of what are the things I'm great at or or at least exceptional at or things that people come to mm-hmm. me for or compliment me on or, you know, things people ask questions about that I can help them with. You know, so start with yourself. So think about your unique strengths and gifts and then think about the things that break your heart in the world. Mm-hmm. And, and that can be a sign to you. Right. So right. maybe for you, it's hunger. Or maybe for you it's clean water, or maybe for you it's um, you know racial equality, or maybe Mm -hmm. for you it's um, you know whatever that thing might be. You know the the UN has the 17 Sustainable Development Goals, and if you went down that list and you looked at it, and your finger just sort of landed on one, something should
0: impact you.
1: Yeah, yeah, that that you're thinking, boy, that just breaks my heart. Then, mm-hmm. you know, kids aren't getting polio shots or that yep. education is falling apart or and especially right now during COVID, you know, like we said, everything is disrupted. If you think yep. about, you know, so uh, people who own buildings that used to have a bunch of people in offices, the, you know, we think about the people in the offices and that's really important. And maybe there's, you know, people who want to be a service to that. But the people who own those buildings, their business model was just completely blooded. Yeah, just gutted. We watched.
0: It's funny you mentioned that. We have across the street from where our house is located, there's a uh, used to be a Coldwell Bank um, office. And and inside of it, there's, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, it's over 40 different office suites in there. That was fully, I mean, that place was fully stocked with employees day in and day out. Uh, It has completely been vacant for over six months. Yeah. And, and it, I mean, it's like, a, you know, one point five million dollar property yeah. and it's just vacant. And I'm yeah. like, I feel so bad for whoever owns that because he's paying taxes on an empty building. I yeah. feel bad for the business and the employees, of course. But, you right. know, it's a, it, it's 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 pretty rough to see that. Yeah. Yeah. So so think about what breaks your heart or maybe even what
1: inspires you. Right. So maybe there's somebody out there who's doing good. Maybe they're helping veterans or maybe they're helping, you know, women entrepreneurs get something off the ground or whatever that is. So it it could be something that breaks your heart. It could also be something that inspires you. Um, And and then I'd say, you know, start with you. Right. And then Mm -hmm. the next thing is success leaves clues. So there are a lot of people out there. Who have started businesses that do social good, and, and we call those people social entrepreneurs. So, mm-hmm. they, they make a dollar and they make a difference. They they make money, but the money is in service to a mission. Right. And and so um, and I'll give you some some uh, examples of those in a second. But but I've interviewed hundreds of these social entrepreneurs, and what I found was there's kind of a pattern, right okay. that that, um, uh, you know, I, I wrote a book a couple of years ago, and I know we're going to talk about it, but but uh, the book is called Crazy Good Advice, 10 Lessons Learned from 150 Leading Social Entrepreneurs. So, um, you know, what was happening, Dean, was like you, I'm a podcaster, and so at the end of each podcast, I would just say, you know, w- um, what's something you've learned on your journey that you could pass along to somebody else And they would tell me. And then after my first 150 episodes, I thought, you know, I think I'm hearing some repeats here. I think people are kind of given the same pieces of advice. So I took a, a spreadsheet and in one column, I put the key piece of advice. And then the next column, I said, so what category would I put that in? Mm -hmm. And so kind of a bucket, right? So what bucket does that land in? And then I went through and I sorted the spreadsheet. And what I found was in those first 150 episodes, there were only 10 things that people had said, and it was being repeated.
0: So So you were able to narrow it
1: down to these are the key things that that, that people are affected with. Exactly. And so... So I, you know, I think that success leaves clues. And so that's an important principle too, but uh, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm going to give you some examples of people who have done this kind of thing, who are doing good in the world. Um, but before I just keep talking for a long period of time, I want to just pause for a second and give you a chance to jump in there.
0: Yeah. I, you know, like I said, it, it's, I think it's important that we, I think, I think think as humans, it's important period that we all have something that drives us. Yep. Um, I don't, I, you know, I I like to, I like to pay my bills. I like to have money. I I have little projects I do, but, but at the end of the day, uh, I don't think we were designed to just wake up and go to work nine to five, come home, have a paycheck. I think that, uh, you know, we know as humans, I think most people, no matter what your religious background or whatever your beliefs are, we know we're not meant to be alone. There's a reason why we, we all gather together and congregate together. We, we enjoy fellowship. We enjoy um, the communication and interaction with other people. Even the people like, sometimes my wife's like, man, I just can't stand people. I don't want to go out today. And it's like, I'm in <laughs> the same way. Some days I have days and I'm like, I hate people. Yeah. But it, at the truth of it, at the heart of it all, it's really, we, we're designed to to communicate and congregate and, and be together. We're not meant to be alone. And so I think like the way society is, is, it, is designed to work for us these days and, and has for years uh, where we're, we have to get up, we have to go to work, we have to pay taxes, we have to pay bills. You know, I, at the end of the day, I think it's a bigger picture. And the bigger picture for me is that as humans... Um, as, a, as a more intelligent species, I believe we're, we're supposed to help, and we're supposed to have a passion or a mission. Uh, life is very short, and I yep. think the more impact we have, and I, I say this to a lot of my guests, um, is I, I, I ask, I, I do this to myself often. I ask what a question, and I ask what is the legacy I'm leaving behind, and immediately everybody says, "Oh man, that's pretty deep." You know, what what, what have I done in my life? And I say, stop. It's not what you've done in your life. What's the legacy you left behind today? Yeah. What's the impact in the world you achieved in this 24 hour set period? Yeah. And a lot of them are like, wow, I didn't even think of that. You know, like you think you have all of this time and you don't. Yeah. And, and, and so that's kind of where I'm at in, in the, in the big scheme of things. I look at things kind of, I step outside of the whole society and how it functions. And I go, I want to get back to human nature And human nature tells me I have to have a purpose. I can't just wake up and be, you know, there's a lot of people that can just sleep until 11, 12 o'clock and they don't have any drive to do anything. They maybe have a a part-time job, they do that. But I'm the type of person, I have to have a drive and a passion and I know that I have to have it. It's healthy for me to have it. Um, When I get absorbed in my own, I guess in my own mind, my own emotions, uh, that can get unhealthy for me. And so I find it a lot, for me, it's a lot easier for me to step outside of myself um, engage in other people in conversation, see what their needs are. Genuinely ask them what their concerns and needs are at the, on that, in that particular day or moment. Um, and this, this I do in passing. I mean, this could literally be me going to a trip to the mall and I just happen to bump into somebody and it's like, Hey man, how's your day going? Um, you know, what's going on? And they're like, hey, what are you with some weird stranger talking to me? And I'm like, yeah, we don't do that anymore in society, but I do. So how's your day going? And, and people, my wife, she gets kind of mad at me. We'll go shopping and this happens all the time. And she gets, she's like, don't do it. She can see it on my face. She's like, he's going to talk to a stranger. And she's like, just leave the guy alone, you know? And I'm like, that's the thing is, is some people, you don't know what someone's going through in the moment. And so in order to engage somebody in that moment and catch them off guard, sometimes is a good thing. Sometimes you're sometimes you may be engaging with a woman who's dealing with domestic violence at home. Sometimes you may be dealing with somebody who is uh, maybe suicidal, maybe depressed, maybe going through anxiety. And so I, you know, I kind of remind her of that. Like, you know, we don't know what that person's going through. And if it takes me one second to break up their day by being funny or or asking how their day is, telling a quick joke or making a joke in the aisle that we're in, I, I find that for myself to be helpful for me as well as I hope it's helpful for them.
1: Yeah. You know, Dean, um, you're bringing up several good points. It's almost as if you've read all my stuff and you just sort of, I (laughs) I probably need to read your stuff, (laughs) you know? Um, so two things. Um, uh, first thing I want to say is what you said about we're here on earth to connect, right? So we were, we, the, the people in our ancestry that were successful, we lived in tribes mm-hmm. and the ones that wandered off by themselves, they were the ones that got eaten by the saber tooth tiger, <laughs> right? And so so we were born to connect. We yeah. we have evolved as uh, connecting social human be- beings. In fact, uh, scientists will tell us that it was when we started living in tribes, that's when our brain grew so much started bigger. And the reason more, that, it, yeah. that it grew so big is not because we're making complicated tools or we're doing complicated hunting or fishing or whatever. It was because we had to figure out this complicated thing of living together in society. So we are, in general. Yeah. we are wired to connect. Mm-hmm. And the other thing that we're wired to do is to contribute, right? So the, yep. the, the ding that you put in the corner of the universe will be different than the ding I put in the corner of the universe, mm-hmm. but we're all here to contribute in some way. Yep. But before we can connect and before we can contribute, we have to practice self-care, which is why I talk about thrive, then connect, then contribute. Um, so So I think that that you're really on something with that whole we're here to do to do something. And then the other thing that you mentioned is about time and I think this is an important point. You know, there was this uh, American time study that was done where they said, how do people spend their time? Yeah, And so they found that uh, on the, your average Monday through Friday, work day, day, mm-hmm. um, we spend about 36% of our time either asleep or in personal grooming. So we go to bed, we get up in the morning, we brush our teeth, comb our hair, take a shower, we're getting ready for the day, right? Mm-hmm. So about 36% of our time. An additional 37% of our time is spent at work or doing work-related activities. So more than two-thirds of our time, we are either asleep or we're at work. So people say, I want to live a meaningful life. I want to live a life of purpose and meaning. Well, the way you spend your time is the way you spend your life. Mm -hmm. So if you want to live a meaningful, purposeful life, you have to figure out a way to bring purpose and meaning to that time that you're spending with your job. Mm-hmm. And, and so um, th- that is something that I'm very excited about, right? That um, I'll give you a couple of examples of people who are doing this. You know, there's a there's a guy named Sebastian Sarjou, and he's, he's uh, originally from uh, Argentina. He's now in Southern California. And what he does is he takes unrecyclable laminate plastics and he converts it into a lightweight gravel that um that is highly sought after by the construction industry so this gravel is is um like 10 times more insulating both thermally and noise Mm -hmm. insulation it's lighter so it's cheaper to transport you can build on softer foundations because it's a lighter, ma- lighter building form, material yeah. you know there are all these advantages that the building industry is saying boy we really would love to have a product like that mm-hmm. and he's taking all this plastic that otherwise would go into the ocean or would go into the landfill or just or would sits go- yeah
0: we, we it, hear a lot of documentaries just showing us where this stuff just sits it, yeah it just sits nowhere. There. yeah
1: and so he takes that and he turns it into this smart gravel so what he does is the more of that smart gravel he sells, the bigger the impact he has. So Mm -hmm. he's making an impact by what he sells uh, into the world. Or um, uh, there's a woman here in town, and I think this will really, I think you'll resonate with this. There's a woman, her name is Susan Elwer, and she was a preschool teacher uh, and she was at school. And one of the other teachers came to her and said, you see that little boy sitting over there? And she said, yeah said, well, we just went through the first quarter of the school year and he has not eaten lunch one time. Right. And so Susan was like, oh my goodness. You know I mean? They're not a, a school, so they don't really have the school lunch yeah. program. And so, you know, first thing she did was she went home and made a sandwich. Making him lunch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's just like human
0: nature. You're like starving kid, feed him. <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly. But but the question for her was how do I do this in a bigger way, mm-hmm. right? So it's good that I made an impact on that one kid, but that how kid's can I gonna impact be hungry Every kid that might need a lunch. Yeah, so she started this thing called Spoonful Apparel. So like a spoonful of food, mm-hmm. and and so she um, she prints these inspirational T shirts, and they have like uh, inspirational slogans and and uh, you know. Uh, inspirational sayings. I'm going to mm-hmm. say this right here. And I can't even say it. She <laughs> has Inspirational sayings on these t-shirts. And for every t-shirt she sells, she's buying multiple meals for kids. And for so half kids. of their profits are going straight into the food bank and getting that's amazing. Getting
0: kids. Yeah, that's amazing.
1: And, and so she makes a difference by what she shares, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, uh, we also have this, uh, grilled cheese sandwich shop, so, sounds all, good. This that, I, sounds
0: great. <laughs> I, I'm like thinking, grilled cheese, how can you go wrong?
1: <laughs> exactly.
0: I mean, you can't.
1: No. And so, it's a sandwich shop based on grilled cheese sandwiches. And uh, her name is Emily Hunt Turner. And what they do is they hire people who are just coming out of the justice system. So, yep. people who are leaving prison or jail uh, that, that, they, they have to find a job, they have to find housing, mm-hmm. they have to get their legs under them. And so what they do is they hire them and they put them into this um, institute that teaches them culinary skills. And then they put them to work in this grilled cheese sandwich shop. And the name of the shop, get this, is All Square. And it's because they're <laughs> like, hey, you've paid your time, you're yeah. all square let's with get us. you all squared up.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly, let's get- That's an awesome get, setup, that's yeah. great.
1: Yeah, and so she's making a difference by how she staffs, right? Yeah, she's
0: helping men transition or women transition back into the society. Yeah, I exactly. mean, that's great. Exactly. And then I'll give you one more example. So how you source something.
1: And um, there, there's a um, an agricultural nonprofit um, who was in Latin America probably 15, 20 years ago now. So they were going to Latin America, and they're visiting with these farmers' co-ops. And they're saying, you know, we're, you know, we're here to help you know, can we provide training? Do you need access to fertilizers? How can we get you, Mm -hmm. you know, squared away here? And so these uh, farmers cooperatives were saying, look, if you could buy our coffee beans, that would be great. Because we're, we're in this cooperative, it's a fair trade thing. And, you know, will you buy our coffee beans? And so, you know, the nonprofit was like, you know what, that's not what we
0: do. Yeah, we don't, (laughs) we don't, we're not really big on the money side of it, but we'll try. Yeah, Yeah. we're
1: here to train you and to provide some supplies and to help you. So they go back home and about a month later, the head of that organization, they get a phone call and the person on the other end of the phone says, this is the port of Los Angeles. We have 38,000 pounds of coffee with your name on it. Where should we (laughs) deliver it? (laughs) And so, those those feisty little farmers go, oh Yeah. yeah, you don't sell coffee? Here you go. Yeah. And you, so you take
0: the coffee, you'll sell
1: it. Yep. Yeah. So, so uh today uh, Lee Wallace is their CEO and the, and the name of the company now is Peace Coffee because that's what they do. They, right. they, they sell great coffee. That's cool. So they, they purchased 735 pounds of coffee from 12 countries and 20 smallholder farmer cooperatives. And in the process uh, they paid $370,000 last year in fair, trade proceeds mm-hmm. back into those farmers. And so that how they source is yeah. you know how they make an impact. So if you think about it, every company sells something every company shares something, every company staffs and every company has to source their products. Mm-hmm. And in every one of those ways, you can make an impact, impact uh, sure. with your life. And so, you know, I think that's, those are um, those are some great stories. There's other stories in the book that people can read, uh, but it, it's, you know, it's just, it's an amazing thing um, that, that when, you, when you turn that emotion outward and you go mm-hmm. into action, you can find a way to make a difference in the world.
0: Yeah, and, and that's, you know, again, that's, that's kind of like I was touching on earlier is it's kind of where I've been is, um, you know, I, I've had a very long, my life's been, been a lot of ups and downs, big roller coaster. I need to write a book about my life. I, my wife and I and a lot of my family have said the same thing because of the things I've lived through and the things I've seen. Um, my life is a movie in itself. Um, I've been through a lot of trauma, a lot of, a lot of ups and a lot of downs. Um, I've, I've had the world and I've lost it and I've redone it again, two and three times over. And, and I've, I just, what I find is that, you know, I've always been a person driven by action. Um, but I've never really taken the time to step back. I mean, I've always been able to build a business up. I've owned several businesses. I've always been able to get a business off the ground from start scratch with nothing and make the, and and make an impact in the industry I want to get in. But I've never I, in all of the things I've done and successes I, I, I've achieved, I've never taken time up until probably the past six to seven years to really stop, grab a mirror, stand it in front of me and go, who's this guy? Who's the person yeah. I'm looking at? What are his character defects? What are his his strengths? What are the things um, that, that he can be a better husband, better friend, better person to others? And so it's been a journey for me um, to really do that. So while I'm able to to look at myself and make the changes, I need to be a better person. I'm able to take time to go, you know, all these things I've done in my life by taking action with that, but, but being kind of a hollow shell at those moments. Uh, now I'm able to feel more fulfilled, more, 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 I guess, more content inside with myself to where now it's even easier for me to take action and, and spread the what I have and set that example for other people to pick up on. Yeah. 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 You know,
1: I bet, if i if you do write that book and mm-hmm. you and and you start thinking back in your life you know i said well ago success leaves clues right that yep. that you would find a pattern that you have repeated when you were successful yep yeah you know we have um uh, in my company the so so the umbrella company is called culture shift companies and we have this sort of signature purpose driven leadership model that we coach people through and um and And it has basically, you know, five steps. Do you you mind if I just kind of- Yeah, yeah, for sure. Let's hear it for a second. So so I bet if you look back, you would find out every time you're successful, you clarify your vision, right? You get really clear on who am I serving? What are their problems? How do I solve those problems? And then how do I connect that to something bigger, right? Mm -hmm. How do we make a bigger impact than just solving this one problem? Um, So clarify your vision is the first thing. Second is calendar your strategic activities, that it, if it's not on your calendar, you're not going to do it. You know, if I set a goal that I'm going to go to the gym every month for the mm-hmm. next, you know, or every week for the next six months or whatever, if it's not on my calendar, guess you're what? Gonna skip a is, few days. Yeah. Skip, right? So calendar your, so, so what's your one year plan, your 90 day action plan, 30 day action plan. And then what are those daily habits that mm-hmm. set you up for success? So, so calendaring your uh, strategic activities and then closing your skill gaps. So you said, sometimes I have to just stand in front of the mirror and say what, you know, what's working, what's not working. Yep. So, you know, the best leaders know themselves the best. Mm-hmm. And, and so then, you know, can you outsource skills where you have a skill gap? Can you, do you need a partner with somebody? Like yep. I, I know people who have a great idea, but they're not very technically competent or Correct. people who are very technically competent, but they need a sales or marketing mm-hmm. leader or something. So can you, can you team with somebody uh, and then create an optimized environment? You know, sometimes we set goals, but our physical environment that we're working in will sabotage those goals. Yeah. You know, it's I, just not I, conducive. Yeah, yeah. If the cookie jar is sitting out on the countertop, I'm going to eat those cookies. Yep. You know? yep. And so set up my physical environment. The other thing would be my people environment, right? So the Mm -hmm. old saying that you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. Mm -hmm. And then my idea environment. So what books am I reading? What podcasts am I listening to? What videos am I watching? Who do I hang out with on social media? You know, I I found that, you know, we were talking about the emotions earlier. Mm -hmm. I found I had to sort of not unfriend, but unfollow some people on social media. So I didn't have to see other stuff uh, yep. all the time. So my ideas environment. And then the last thing is to curate a masterful mindset. So success is an inside job. And mm-hmm. and honestly, I think you and I both agree on this and, and tell me if I'm not right about this, but if I could get people to do the inner work, they would make the most progress. But what mm-hmm. happens is when somebody comes in on a coaching call the last thing they want me to do is say hey listen there's a lot of internal stuff you need to be dealing with with your mindset with your emotions mm-hmm. that you know are holding you back because they they don't have the trust level with me yep. they're not ready to hear that and so we save that for last so we get them to clarify their vision to calendar the strategic activities to start to close their skill gaps to create an optimized environment and then they're ready to hear this about creating a masterful mindset because you know 90 90% of success is inner work. Mm-hmm. And, and so the, those are the five things that we've been coaching people on, and people seem to be making a lot of progress with that. So so that's how I think about how do you take all that, you know, we talked a while ago about all these people who are doing all this great stuff. Really, honestly, they're all doing all this stuff right here.
0: Yeah. And, and you know, it's it's very important to to highlight too, like you just said, I mean, I have a lot of friends that will call me for advice. For some reason, I, I, I guess somehow I, out of all of the crowd of people that have known me throughout my life, they just seem to think I'm just this full of wisdom guy. So I get all these, you know, I got friends that have drug addiction problems. I have friends that are having business failures. I have friends that are in the middle of divorces. Um, the, the, you name the, the, the roundabout problem in life. And I have people that call me and I encourage them to. I, 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 you know, I put out all my social media. If you have a problem, if you're suicidal, depressed, call me. Um, and they do. And, and maybe I've cut my nose off despite my face doing that. But at the same time, I like to help. So I do, I get a lot of people that'll call me. And, and it's funny that you mentioned that about, you know, people call you and the last thing they want to hear is certain things. Because every, I feel like as humans, we want the shortcut. I feel like our society's become a shortcut. And so when, when they call me, they're like, Dean, you know, this is going on in my life. What can I do? Tell me what you did. And, you know, when you got through this situation and I'm like, I start telling them, like, like you said, I try to give them a little bit of advice coaching. And then they're like, well, no, 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 no. What, 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 you know, what's the, how do I fix it? And I'm like, there's no short term fix (laughs) for any of the situations that people call me for. And there's not, it it really is about working on yourself. Um, You've got to have a strong foundation to be successful in anything. And that's right down to right in your own household to be successful, being just a cook, to cook for your own family. Even, you know, people don't think of like, you know, uh, well, I'm not a good cook. Well, how do you become a good cook? You practice the best place to practice is your own little Guinea pigs, which is your family, uh, for lack of a better term, you know? Um, but at the end of the day, yeah, it's, 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 those are crucial. You know, those steps are very crucial to impacting your, your life and building yourself, but also being able to reach a point where you're able to impact others.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, so um, you know, I, I will say before we uh, before we get off, I will say um, that if people are looking for me, do you mind if I just tell? Them yeah, I, I'd
0: like you to give yeah. all the information where people can contact yeah. you. Information about your book. I want you to be able to to let our audience know.
1: Yeah. So um, so I'm at tonylloyd.com, but here's the only tricky part: is my last name is spelled with one L. So people often spell Lloyd with two L's and mm-hmm. that's great. That's how most of the world spells it. Not my family. We're weirdos, right? So, <laughs> so, so it's dot com. And if you go there, right on the front, there's a big green button that says, download the book and people can grab my book. It's a best-selling book. It's called Crazy Good Advice, 10 Lessons Learned from 150 Leading Social Entrepreneurs. And they can just get the electronic copy for free. If they'd rather have a paperback, uh, they can go to Amazon. It's it's on Amazon. Um, and uh, but but if they want it for free, they can get it there. And then you know everywhere else on social media, I'm pretty much Tony Lloyd. If they look for
0: me, T O N Y L O Y D. Yep, and I'm going to go ahead when we get done, and I get this all set up and ready to upload and get get it, uh, the episode up. I'll 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 link all of this. Um, there'll be links to your social media. There'll be links to your, your, uh, where they can get the book on Amazon. I mean, I'm going to link everything. Um, tell me your thoughts on, you know, before we get off here real quick, tell me your thoughts on what, what, you know, what we can do, I guess, where we're at as a society, obviously, and and what we can do to, I don't know, I guess, encourage, maybe bring some positivity to such a, a, a kind of a negative gloomy Uh, part of our life. I mean, what, what can we do to just, just as neighbors, even just what, what would your, your advice be for a neighbor, a friend, anybody we interact with, what would your advice be in this climate that we're in, where we have, you know, the racial division and this and that and the other, and all these things going on that, that really some of us in life were not to, to take away from it. We don't feel impacted by it, but we know it's there. What would your advice be for, for people?
1: Yeah, so so the number one thing I would think of is um think of everyone that mm-hmm. you meet as multidimensional, right? Um there, there's a there's a, a podcast called On Being. I don't know if you know it. On being I is don't. with Krista Tippett. Uh and she she um she interviewed somebody in twenty eleven and his name was uh, Kwame Anthony Appia. Uh and but but um there, there's an old movie or old book called "Guess Who's Coming to Dinner," and uh, it's about a uh, well-to-do white woman who brings a black man, played by Sidney Poitier, mm-hmm. to dinner. Well, that is based on his parents. Okay. You know, one, uh, you know, his dad is from Ghana. His mom is I I don't remember UK, Australia, mm-hmm. somewhere. Um, and anyway, he he talked about how he had to understand the world in multiple dimensions yes and and he's you know he's got a doctorate of philosophy law all this kind of stuff but but he talked about how like if my neighbor is a muslim Mm -hmm. but our kids are also on the same football team right and we also like fast cars and we also you know, read the same kind of crazy novels that we swap back and forth with each other, Mm -hmm. then my neighbor isn't one thing. Right. And so when I think about Muslims, I don't think about Muslims as this monolithic block. I think about my neighbor, Muhammad, who is just really a cool dude. Right. and, um, And that our kids are playing together and that I go over to his house and he comes over to my house and we know one another. And I think that we have unfortunately divided ourselves out into teams. Yeah. And we and whether whatever issue you want to take, even non-political issues, it's like everything is politicized, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, whether or not I have nose hair sticking out of my nose, it's a political yep. issue all right. of a sudden. You know? Yeah. Everything. So, yeah. So that was a weird example, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> but, but but I think that everything has be, become supercharged. Right. And the way that we de-escalate that is we see one another with compassion, we see one another as multi-dimensional, we see one another as more than one thing. And, right. and I think that that is really an important, um, an important issue for our day is just knowing one another as multi-dimensional beings mm-hmm. and, and getting past some of that us versus uh, them
0: yeah, and I think it's important, like you just said, multifaceted, remembering that people have different interests. You know, one human being uh, from any cultural background has this uh, probably the same uh, interests or similar interests than we do uh, versus the ones they don't. You know, there's there, we're in a we're in a day and age where our technology and everything makes us pretty similar because we all kind of c- connect on the same patterns. Um, I had a friend of mine bring up a really good question to me a while back about, what do you think? Why do you think the world's the way it is? Why, why is it so crazy in the United States? And I said, you know, we've never lived in a, in a nation. You look around the world, there's nations where it's literally like in Asia, it's a lot of Asians. You have tourists, but there's a lot of Asians. You go to Australia, you got Australians, you got, you know, different countries. It's, it's a focus of like the, who they are. And in our nation, we're the only country where we allow every culture. That's what America is supposed to be. We allow every religion. We allow every race. We want this cultural diversity. I think we've come to a point in our world where people have not realized how quickly America has built up and why it's built up. And it's built up because it's made up of cultural differences and diversities. You know, when I walk down the street on Main Street, even in Tulsa downtown or even in Broken Arrow or even in other major cities, you know, you got you got a taco shop here. You've got a Chinese buffet here. You've got there's so much cultural diversity in every major city. But we, are, we as a nation are probably the most cultural, diverse nation and country there is. We have people from all over the world here in the United States. And I think at times people lose track of how big the United States really is, um, how many different diverse backgrounds we have, religious, um, cultural, just from where you're from in the world. Um, And beliefs, and and I think uh, what what a lot of people I think have lost track of is that what what was the basis of America? Why why are we here? Is we were trying to have a freedom of religion. We were trying to have a freedom, a a breaking away from from restrictions uh, that we didn't feel were good, and and we came here, and and that's what everybody else came here for. They wanted the big F word. They wanted the freedom, and and that's where I think a lot of us. When my friend asked me that question, I kind of brought that same same. stance to him. And he, he kind of thought for a minute and I could see his kind of light bulb come on. And he was like, you know, you're right. He's like, I've never looked at it as I always look as America as us and them. And he goes, I've never looked at it as it's so many diverse people and it's all us. We're all American. And I said, you know, you can come in as a a, a Somali immigrant or, or from Saudi, or, you know, you could just come in here as a displaced immigrant and you are American here. That's the point when they land on our soil and they become a citizen, or even if they're just pending, getting to be a citizen here, that we're supposed to be open armed Americans. We're all, once they come in our borders, we're supposed to care for and protect those in our border. And and he was just astounded, like, wow, like I, I didn't think that was coming from you. And I was like, well, you know, I don't really follow the whole party politics thing. I think I think we have to get outside of those lines. I think I think when you draw lines in the sand and say, there's this side, this side, and the third party doesn't count. Um, we lose interest and we lose our, I guess, our, our empathetic or sympathetic human being nature in, in caring for others. And you can't care for people if you're only focused on your party line or you're drawn a line in the sand that says, I care about you, but until we get to this topic. Yeah. Um, and, and I think it's just really interesting. Um, you bring up a good good point with that. The us and them in the world has kind of really crushed us. Um, I hope to see in the future that we can get past this, but as, as we know, the population grows, politics in the media is always going to pump this, this narrative that, that, you know, we've got to be at, at arm's length with everybody. And, um, but, but, you know, I, I really enjoyed having you on. I'd like to have you on again in the, in the future, Tony. Um, I think you, you probably have a lot more stuff we could go over, um, on different levels, not just this, but, but just really on different topics and really hit, hit on some stuff. Sure. I'd be happy to come back, Dean. That'd be great. And like I said, um, we'll get your book out there. And again, the book is Crazy Good Advice, 10 Lessons Learned from 150 Leading Social Entrepreneurs. We're going to get that, uh, all those links put up for that. And uh, I I really appreciate having you on. Thanks, Dean.
1: I I appreciate you having me.
0: All right. (laughs) All right.